Coach Hilliard, a Skyview head boys basketball coach, back-to-back state championship appearances. Coach, I am so sorry that you were on your way down here, and oh, I good. thought I told you over the phone. I'm so sorry. You're good. No problem. I owe you a Diet Mountain Dew or whatever you're drinking these days. Uh, you're good. <laughs> hey, Wait, Coach, congratulations like, on For other that. times that you screw up, do you owe me things? No, because I actually I love I Coach, would, Coach like Hilliard. Donuts, is, there's like okay, there's like a there's like sodas. There's like a big Mount Rushmore, and you're not on it with regards <laughs> oh, of okay. you know. Hey, uh, Coach Hilliard, back to back state championship appearances. I know this one doesn't end the way you were hoping for, but what an incredible season your kids had. Yeah, it was a good run for for uh, the kids this year. Uh, once again, each year in high school basketball is a different uh, different makeup of kids, and it's a different different journey. And uh, this year. Uh, chemistry was there uh, immediately. Kids came together really well. It took us a few games to figure some things out. We went down to the Elite Eight tournament and kind of put us in our place a little bit. You know, we knocked off Harriman, but Corner Canyon and Tempe View kind of uh, took it to us a little bit. But that was a good wake up call for us. And uh, from that point on, I felt like we were pretty focused. And that came with a lot of senior leadership from Mason and Sam and Cam Doyle. They they brought it in practice and that where we were pretty focused. I liked uh, how the, our season went from that point on. And it was fun to have a good run like that. I thought our region was good again. And uh, I, you know, we had a little, uh, a bump in the road at Ridgeline, but I think that also helped us refocus and get us ready for a good run at the state uh, tournament. Uh, as you mentioned, it didn't turn out our way. Uh, in the final game, I felt like we had our chances. Um, unfortunately, uh, some of that was out of our hands a little bit. <laughs> I felt like, uh, the fact that our, our, that Mason was only able to play about four minutes in the second half was pretty unfortunate. But, um, other than that, you know, we had a lot of really good positives this year, um, in our program, things that kids did. And it was, uh, it was a good run. 21 and four is nothing to be too disappointed at. No. No, uh, for uh, the the second year in a row, our panel of of um, I don't know what you call voters them? voters panel of professionals media vote yeah uh, put together their uh, all region team and named Mason Falsov as the player of the year in back to back seasons. What what's it been like for you coaching uh, him? It's been amazing. It's been a lot of lot of fun. Uh, I told uh, I told my family. I told those around me. I said. Uh, it's going to be a long time before you're going to watch an athlete and a basketball player uh, and a football player as good as Mason is. Come and watch him all you can. And we had great great fan support for Mason and from the community. A lot of people came out to watch him watch him play. And um, he's just been uh, really really fun to be around. Really really fun to coach. Um, he's been really coachable. He's been the hardest worker in the gym. Um, and, and that just leads to his, his success. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's just been a lot of fun. I probably, uh, he, and he would probably say this when his brother was a senior, Mason was a freshman and, uh, we beat Fremont that Fremont, the last game of region, um, to win the region, uh, that year, that was one of the funner games we've been a part of, but, uh, Mason, even as a freshman, was willing to step up and take big shots, and uh, that's that's what's been fun about it. Is just uh, he's up for the challenge, whatever it, whether it's defensively, offensively, whatever it is, and I think he's improved his game every year, and so that's been fun to watch for sure. 
Well, besides his his skill and his skill development, uh, I think you touched on more of the the attitude uh, that that he had. Um, he just seemed like he had a, a confident, relentless personality that he was going to score, and there weren't going to be too many other people who could stop him. Well, he just he hates to lose, and it doesn't. And I've said this several times, but it doesn't matter if it's a, a dribbling drill or if it's a free throw shooting contest or a shooting, whatever it is, Mason wants to win and he'll compete. Uh, just as an example of that, that was kind of funny. Uh, we do a, a shooting drill in practice with, with four players and it, they'd, they'd keep score, but as the season went on, we'd just add different dynamics to the shooting drill. And he got beat one time this year. And later that evening, he texted the coach that was in charge of that drill. And he just said, Hey, I really did win that drill because uh, so-and-so didn't get a defensive stop, and that's what you had to do to win that drill. Besides doing the other shooting drill part, you had to get a defensive stop. And he goes, so-and-so didn't get a defensive stop, and I did, so I won. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the kind of player he is. He's just really fun. He's got a fun personality. He's fun to be around. He wants to have fun, but he's also super competitive. And that's something that I think a lot of kids picked up on in our program, and it's been been fun to watch him help us develop a culture there of winning and, and uh, competitiveness. It's been really fun. So, what is he like off the court? I mean, what's his attitude like? His personality like? Is he is he a kid who is who accepts everybody? Or I mean, is yeah. there any sense of arrogance or anything? No, I don't. I don't. I've never noticed that from Mason. He'll go. He's got a ton of great friends. Um, and, and some of them are athletes and some of them are not. And I think that just kind of lends to the kind of kid he is. It, he's got uh, a great personality. Everybody likes him. Um, he has a good friend in Dylan Mundahl who uh, has a few physical limitations. And um, he he is he was one of our managers this year. And he would always go over and play Dylan one-on-one. And it just doesn't matter who you are. Mason wants you to fill a part and, and understands the bigger picture and, and uh, just a great character kid. I'm I'm excited for him and what the future holds for sure. How do you reload for coming up in the uh, 2020 uh, 2021 season? Well, uh, we have 11, 11 kids coming back um, that are juniors uh, and a freshman that, that that played some minutes for us this year. We played the whole second half of the state championship game with pretty much juniors. Uh, Sam was a little bit hobbled with a knee injury, and so. Uh, I think I think we should be pretty good next year. Our front line should go six ten, uh, six seven, and six six. And so, I think you know we've got the size to do it. We've got the ability to do it, and we're bringing back two starting guards. So, uh, what what about sorry, coach? What about uh, I know Isaac Larson is going to be moving into the Skyview boundaries. He's also a basketball player. Uh, I, I know you got to have tryouts and all, but do you incorporate some way of him bringing him onto the team and into the system with that kind of athletic talent? Well, I know that he's definitely going to be a great football player for Skyview High School. <laughs> uh, he is he's he's amazing to watch on the football field. He's super athletic. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it in November. I like Isaac. I've known Isaac and his family for a long time, and. Uh, Isaac's a great kid. He's a phenomenal athlete. He did a great job for Logan High this year. Um, we'll just we'll we'll see. It's kind of been crazy. I mean, normally we would have some open gyms and some individual camp and stuff like that in the spring. That's to be determined, and so we'll just have to see how that goes. We've got a lot of kids that are 
uh, you know, that can do a lot of really good things. And we're just going to have to see how that all shakes down. And, and there's a lot of things that come into play there. But like I say, when, when November rolls around, I'm pretty sure that stuff will all work itself out and we'll see where we're at and, and go from there. But he's, he's definitely a talented kid. Utah State's lucky that they're getting him. And I'm excited to watch him play in, uh, in the Bobcat blue this year. And, uh, see how that goes for sure you know, we're talking to kirk hilliard the uh, head uh, boys basketball coach for the skyview bobcats uh, coach you we know that that the mason is is going to be headed to the university of utah uh, mm-hmm. do we know are any of your other seniors off to other destinations and basketball part of their post right. high school career sam phipps is he's got a few guys still talking and that's kind of raised uh, this this uh, pandemic that we have going on has been super hard for kids being recruited right now because, um, you know, coaches are kind of hobbled. They can't really have them come to their place and play for open gyms and play with their guys. And there's definitely some people interested in Sam, and he's got a couple offers out there that he's waiting to kind of make decisions on and, and where he's at. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure where that's headed. We're working with Sam and, and doing what we can at this point, but uh, he'll definitely be playing next fall. It's just a matter of where he's going to be playing. Mason, on the other hand, has got a mission call, and so he's waiting to uh, – hmm. he's uh, supposed to be heading to Brazil in June. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that all works out and uh, see how that, that transpires over the next couple months. But uh, – yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting spring, and uh, you know we've got some underclassmen that are that are getting looked at as well, and so we'll see how that uh, shakes out next year and and over the summer and stuff like that. But uh, I think Bobcat basketball is going to be okay. I think we're we're going to be all right. We're you know having to replace a couple of key guys. I mean Sam Phipps was the the tournament MVP last year in 4A uh, when we won it down in Cedar City and. Uh, Mason's the two-time uh, 4A MVP, and and uh, so I, you know, we're replacing some some big guys with some big numbers that played a big role, but we've also got some guys that are ready to step up too. So should be fun. Coach, I want to go back to the state championship game. I've never seen, and I'm just going to be blunt here. I've mm-hmm. never seen a player be taken out of a game by the referees. Honestly, in a high school game. In a state championship game, like I saw what they did to Mason, did that blow your mind? Have you ever seen anything like that? How frustrated were you as a coach? And I mean, what do you tell Mason during that time too? Well, in the heat of the moment, uh, I'm more concerned with what's going on with the scoreboard. Are we, you know, what we need to be doing? We have the lead. We were up one. Mason goes in and scores, and it gets an offensive foul. We would have been up three, planning to go to a zone and. And of course, Mason is, as we worked with him, you know, uh, two years ago, he was all over the officials and we went up, to, you know, and he picked up a few technicals just because uh, he was, he was amazed that he didn't get some calls. And so he's been really good. He was really good this year about not arguing with the officials. Cause I feel like when you're talented like Mason and as good as you are at times, I think that a lot of things are let go because it it looks easy. Um, he does things that for some of us are super hard and he makes them look pretty easy. And so he was pretty frustrated. He knew it. He just wanted to be out there. Um, I, I would agree. I don't know that I've seen it where it's been. Uh, I have to be careful, of course, but 
there was one official that called 14 of 24 fouls on <laughs> Skyview. And so, and we, we had him twice. We had him on Thursday and then again on Saturday. And uh, that was what the state chose. And they felt like that's who they needed to go with. I've had several people tell me that. I've thought about it, obviously, a lot more since the game was over. And I've looked at it, obviously, and analyzed it. And frustrating, yes. Did we have our chances? Yes. I mean, we were 19 of 31 from the free throw line. And so a few more field goals. We missed a couple layups in the fourth quarter. And those were all chances where I still feel like we could have improved on. You know, we tell the kids all the time, you need to shoot 70% from the free throw line and make your layups to win high school games. And uh, we, we missed a couple layups and we missed some free throws. We had down the stretch a chance to win you know, back-to-back state championships, and that didn't come true. And I feel I, I feel really bad for Mason because he wasn't able to, on the biggest stage, he wasn't able to help his team. And that's all Mason wants. All Mason's ever wanted is to help his team win. And so for him not being able to help his team there, I'd like to think that we win the game if Mason gets to play the last four minutes of the game. But, you know, that's not how it worked out. And I congratulate Dixie on a great, great run they've got a great team they the coach did a great job and uh, put them in a position to win and they were they were able to make it happen and you can always second guess things after the game and this and that but uh yeah it was frustrating for us as a coaching staff and for mason and i like i said i as a coach i get to come back next november and i get to coach the kids and hopefully have another chance to make another run of the state championship and Mason for that for Mason that's done and for Sam Phipps and for Cam Doyle they're all through and so that's who I feel bad for is for the kids because that's what it should be about is it should be about the kids and, and that's kind of cliche I know but I do I do feel like that's what high school basketball should be about is the kids and and their ability to go out there and make things happen and have fun develop great relationships with their teammates and and that was unfortunate for Mason in that last game. Hey, Coach, last question for me before we let you go. Uh, the the state of of Region 11 basketball, uh, how would you classify how how basketball is going in this part of the state, in this region? In the future or this year? Yeah, for what you see uh, in the future, for where things are headed, with uh, some of the underclassmen that you competed mm-hmm. against and that you've seen sure. through... Uh, right. The younger groups that are coming up. What do you uh-huh. see? The how do you project the future of Region Eleven basketball? Oh, pretty. I mean, just first and foremost, I think Region Eleven. I think we're in a good spot. I think Ridgeline obviously is in a, in good shape. They played a ton of underclassmen this year, you know, and have got some really good players coming back. Uh, Caden Cox is is a really good player. Peyton Knowles is really good. And, uh, they've got some other guys. The Hanson kid is 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 darn good. Um, Logan's got Jaden Pinnegar that's a, it's a great player. Green Canyon's got Coach Smith's son, who I think is uh, is really, really a good player. Uh, he made a ton of improvement, I felt like, from last year to this year. And then, like I told you about the Bobcats, I feel like we're, we're sitting in a pretty good position um, as far as our underclassmen are concerned. I think we've got a lot of really good players coming back. And um, We've just got to figure things out chemistry-wise, and, and then we can uh, hopefully make another run. But I, I think our region's in good shape. The South region's always really good. The South, you know, with Dixie, Pineview, Desert Hills, uh, Snow Canyon made a good run towards the end of the season. And, um, I think uh, 
it's kind of crazy. The RPI thing was good and bad, I feel like, at times. Um, I don't know. I think we'll wait to see how hopefully they make a couple changes to that and tweak that just a little bit because I kind of feel like uh, playing a region opponent in that first round of the state tournament, I think, is a disadvantage for <laughs> everybody involved, I think. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, there, like I said, there is some good with it. And, and, you know, the state obviously feels pretty good about it because Skyview played Dixie in the state championship, the one and two in the RPI, so they feel like you know, they did a good job, and the same thing kind of happened in football. I think there's just some things that could be put in place that would help that situation. I like the old format myself, personally, um, but that's just that's just my personal opinion, uh, and that's all it is because I know they don't want to hear from coaches at the, the state for the most part, but, uh, you know, uh, but I think our region's in good shape uh, for the future. I think I, I, I have a ton of respect for the, the players or the coaches in our region. I didn't even mention Bear River, but Bear River's always they've been solid the last three or four years and I think they'll be they'll be ready to go for next year. Um, I'm glad that uh, coach Shaw's on the men's and he's he's feeling better, so Well Coach Hilliard, thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate you, really good stuff. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. Yeah, and congratulations on a still successful season. Thank you, appreciate it. Thank you guys and thanks John Newbold for coming out and doing our games. We appreciate the radio for doing that. I think that's great for the high school kids and I think it's great for the Valley. So uh, thank you guys for all you do.